Hey guys, it's good to be live with you again. Well, it's all over the national and international news that a severe hepatitis outbreak in young children is sweeping the globe. And I am going to zone in on why this story smells of propaganda. You guys give me your thoughts, but this reeks of propaganda. I'm going to break it all down. Uh, number two, uh, menthol cigarettes, FDA wants to ban them all. Uh, they're saying those will save black lives. We're going to get into that as well as the fact that, you know, I touched on Elon Musk yesterday. Actually, the whole episode was about Elon Musk yesterday. And we talked about his uh, plan to implant a chip into your brain in order to go forward with his vision for transhumanism. Well, he was he's been conducting studies on that over the pandemic. Turns out. He, they, they were studying monkey brains and inserting this stuff into monkeys. Well, guess what? A bunch of monkeys died. And now, now Elon Musk is, uh, you know, people are attacking him for animal abuse. And finally, let's zone in on the fact that Obama says that censorship strengthens democracy. He gave a big speech at Stanford University, I guess it was. Um, and he believes censorship strengthens democracy, it sounds like he's taking a page from Hitler's book. Hitler talked about how to empower Germany by enacting censorship. So anyway, let's talk about it. I'm going to play Obama's clips, but first things first, shout out to the sponsor of my coverage, which is Ageless Multicollagen. Um, this green screen is messing with it, but Ageless Multicollagen um, is a wonderful product that I like to consume often. So listen to this. Studies show that our mental health changes based on how many uh, or how few wrinkles we have. Anti-aging companies prey on that, but many of their products don't work because they fail to target the root concerns that contribute to wrinkles. The true way to attack wrinkle concerns is by going underneath the surface of the skin in ways that promote youthfulness. This is why I highly recommend taking multi-collagen. This amazing product helps restore skin youthfulness by getting to the root of the problem that causes the wrinkles. It works because it's a health supplement, not an anti-aging serum. If you've been looking for a great way to improve your skin's health and youthfulness, you will love the wonderful effects of taking collagen. Get up to 51% off for the next 24 hours by going to my link down in description. That is um, healthwithivory.com. Link down below, healthwithivory. Okay, can you guys hear me okay? I was messing with my mic. Um, yeah, guys. Okay, so check out this crazy headline. Uh, I cannot believe how many outlets are covering this hepatitis outbreak. Severe hepatitis outbreak in healthy kids possibly linked to adenovirus infection, WHO health officials say. Now, I I know there's a huge swath of the audience, especially people who follow me when they see anything like this. It's like, okay, did the kids get the needle? Did the kids get the needle? Uh, most of these kids are... Um, they're, they're saying they're like from age one to six. A lot of the kids are super young. Uh, but get the, get the number, you know, just let's look big picture here instead of zoning on the needle. Okay. Big picture. We're talking about 169 cases of severe acute hepatitis, 169 cases worldwide, including uh, 17 children who required a liver transplant. That's pretty horrendous when a kid who's like, what, four years old needs to get a new liver transplanted into them. Okay, but we're talking about the tiniest percentage you could ever think of. 
of, of kids having hepatitis and it is huge global news. Um, and they're just saying uh, vaguely hepatitis. Is it hepatitis A, B, C, D? There's, there's a lot of different kinds of hepatitis. And whenever you hear about hepatitis outbreaks, they always, they always talk about what kind of hepatitis there is, you know, what kind it is. Why are they being so vague that there is no indication what kind of hepatitis, certain hepatitis, uh, kinds of hepatitis are harder to spread, but, um, certain hepatitis can just be spread through any sort of body fluid, including droplets from like, if you cough or sneeze. Um, but they're linking this to adenovirus and acting like everyone knows what that means. Well, I had to look it up and adenovirus is just a fancy word for the common cold, basically. Um, so let's see, I, symptoms, I brought it up on CDC symptoms, of adenovirus, common cold or flu-like symptoms, fever, sore throat, bronchitis, pneumonia, pink eye, and stomach inflammation. So yeah. Uh, So basically they are trying to convey to parents globally, especially in the United States, all these like CNBC, all the big corporate news putting this out, that your kid, if your kid gets the cold, gets a cold like kids always do, their liver could fail. Uh, because hepatitis is attacking children now. And I'm like, what's going on here? Wait, wait a sec. There's a, there's a needle out there for hepatitis and a lot fewer parents are getting their kids injected with that needle. Aren't they? Let me bring up another uh, headline here. Okay. So why would you zone in with huge headlines on something uh, on, on something that's affecting a hundred or so kids globally, tiny percentage. Um, well, as it turns out, parents who are getting their kids injected with a needle of any sort are way down. Here it is. Needle rates for children show alarming decline in Florida. I have another headline. Infant needle rates down in Virginia, CBS reporting, um, New York's health department pushing parents to, uh, their headline is health department reminds parents to maintain routine, routine child needling for national infant immunization week. Um, and then another, uh, outlet out of Illinois is pushing parents, get your kids needled now for the school year in the fall. Just do it now so you don't have to wait. Uh, there's all the, there's headlines everywhere about how few parents are, are getting their kids inoculated whatsoever. Um, as it turns out, in this particular article out, out of Florida, it was a dramatic decline just in 2021 um, compared to prior to the pandemic. Parents are just not giving their kids any needles, uh, it, it, a lot fewer. So it declined from 93% to, to 79%, um, giant decline in kids getting the needle. And uh, I, I'm not talking about the new needle. I'm talking about needles, period. So, so that very, I think what's happened, you know, a lot of parents have been sketched out at Big Pharma and saying, why am I even... Why 
why am I, why did I ever give my kids needles? I guess I didn't even think about it. I was so trusting. And now this pandemic has been so sketchy. I don't trust in, in like, and a lot of parents are actually thinking this stuff through and instead of just taking what the CDC and doctors tell them as gospel. Well, your kid needs to have 26 shots by age two. That's what it is. Actually, if you, if you look at CDC recommendations, they are recommending a total of 26 shots. I counted uh, by age two and a lot more shots than that by age five, et cetera, all the way up to 18. I mean, CDC wants your kid loaded with needles and uh, 26 of them by age two, five of those needles by age two are hepatitis. So how do you get more kids to get the needle of, of hepatitis? Do a headline globally saying that kids, kids' livers are failing because they are catching hepatitis from a common cold. That's the, that's what we're seeing in the headlines right now. And, you know, who knows if there's actually actual truth to those headlines or not, because these, these headlines, here's, here's the uh, deal with, when it comes to covering children in the news, children always stay anonymous pretty much. So this severe, severe hepatitis outbreak, none of the kids are named. Allegedly, there's 169 kids globally, um, and none of the kid none of the kids are named. Um, it's unclear where exactly they are. I guess like nine of them were in Alabama, um, but this could be a completely fabricated story. There's no way for reporters to actually verify because none of the kids get named. Health departments just vaguely put this out and say, "Yeah, we can't name the kids to protect their identity." You know, HIPAA, HIPAA, and um, but regardless, this is insanely rare. It's hysteria. And what it's going to do is freak parents out and say, I, oh, that's right. I got behind on my, my kid's needle schedule. Let them, let me go get them the, the, uh, up to date on their needles. So to me, this seems like propaganda, but you guys let me know what you think. Um, I just had to kind of give my take on that. It's, um, it's pretty weird. They're not even saying what kind of, of hepatitis it is. Okay. So guys, I just, uh, the FDA just said that they want to ban all menthol cigarettes. The article I was going to show you just disappeared, but let me, let me bring this up. Um, I, I just brought up a different article. Okay. So they're looking to ban menthol cigarettes across the board. A lot of people smoke menthol cigarettes. They said that it'll actually save a lot of black lives. I had the uh, uh, New York Times article up. New York Times article was breaking down how many black lives would be saved if they ban these cigarettes because black people apparently like to smoke menthol cigarettes um, and flavored, flavored cigars. All of that is going to be banned. I was like, look, I don't smoke. I didn't know the difference, but apparently menthol is something an ingredient in the cigarette that helps, um, prevent your throat from burning. Um, so it'll actually deter, they said their theory is that it'll deter a lot of people from smoking period. And it'll save a lot of lives. Uh, CNN reporting the food and drug administration proposed on Thursday, a rule to ban menthol cigarettes and flavored cigars quote, uh, through careful consideration of the scientific evidence and our authorities under the tobacco control act, We've determined that these actions are appropriate for protection of public health, FDA Commissioner Dr. Robert Califf told a Senate Senate subcommittee. 
Um, so why the heck are we giving these little agencies the power to tell us what we can and cannot put in our bodies? Now, I personally am very, very against smoking. I, I'm not interested in it, but it's someone's freedom if they want to smoke and what kind of uh, uh, item they want to smoke. Um, but here, here's the thing. We have this, we have this history of giving, um, these little federal agencies, huge power. And apparently the tobacco control act gave them part of that power. And here's the thing. If we, if we turn to our government and say, I don't know what's best for my body. So I'm going to hand over the reins to you, big government. Um, because I, I can't trust myself to know what's going to hurt my body. Here's the thing. Everyone who smokes knows it's bad for for them, but they still do it. Um, and actually a lot of kids get into smoking because they like the idea of doing something bad. Right. And so if it was, you know, I don't know. I, I just think, I think banning this is going to make it look more cool and taboo for some kids. But the bottom line is we, the state we're in right now where we just, the situation that the needle going into uh, the Supreme court and Biden almost having his way with forcing people to get the needle. Like we, as a society set ourselves up for this by years of saying government, I don't trust myself to, to put this in my body. You decide government, you decide government, you decide on what drugs, cigarettes, all different things that I should or shouldn't put in my body. You better believe that government is going to say, what you must put in your body. If you tell, if you t- give government the power to ban you from putting something in your body, you're also giving the, po- the government the power to eventually force you to put other things that you don't want in your body. So government should have no say in my mind in, in what goes in and out of your body. And I don't think our founding fathers in constructing the constitution were envisioning that the government would have this much overreach to be like, you know what, this, this sort of cigarette is bad for you. Honestly, they're all, they're all bad for you, but you should have the right to consume something bad for you. That's freedom. Sugar is also extremely harmful. Sugar are you freaking kidding me? Sugar is, is like the root cause of, of most of these fatal diseases like diabetes. Um, and I, I avoid sugar, you know, processed white sugar. I avoid that stuff as if it were, um, cigarettes, but you know, I maybe consume it once a month and I, Still, you know, and, and if I was a dictator, I would ban everyone from consuming sugar because they would all be so much healthier and happier. But I believe in freedom and I think people should be able to harm their bodies if they want to. So that's what Americans do. They harm their bodies every day with sugar. And, you know, we've, we've just given government way too much power. So we shouldn't even be surprised that Biden was like, yeah, I think you guys are, should be forced to get that needle, you know, because we've been telling government for the longest time that I can't make up my own mind about drugs and cigarettes. Um, Okay, guys. So I wanted to tell you about (laughs) Elon Musk. You know how, you know how yesterday I had the sound, uh, the sound bites from Elon Musk in regards to 
his transhumanism technology, the weird things that he said, and about putting a chip in your brain, and that they would the, they would use threads smaller than a hair. Um, they they would drill into your head and insert a thread smaller than a hair to insert the chip, and then you just kind of glue that little hole closed in your head, and now you've got a chip inside of you um, that can connect like Bluetooth to your phone and stuff. And he's just really excited about this. And they're talking about and studies are going to be advancing through the pandemic. And then it, those, the results of those studies are kind of, you know, what, what are the results? Well, it turns out, <laughs> turns out they were studying on monkeys and the monkeys are dying. Elon Musk company confirms monkeys died in brain chip testing project denies animal cruelty. I'm going to play uh, the report for you. More than 20 monkeys at the UC Davis Primate Center were used in research to treat brain disorders. This is Pager. He's a nine-year-old macaque who had a Neuralink placed in each side of his brain. Neuralink is a private company co-founded by Elon Musk. So how does Neuralink work? We're getting answers. Their product is a computer interface that can be implanted in a brain to control motor function. Here, Pager is playing the video game Pong using only his brain waves. If you know somebody who's... Uh, broken their neck, broken their spine. Uh, we can solve that with a chip. The experimental concept used UC Davis primates to see if it would work. You need to test it out and you need to make sure it's as safe as possible before you use it in a, in a human subject. It's wrong to be doing this to animals. Opponents of the research say the primates are subjected to abusive experiments that sometimes end in death. Neuralink gave UC Davis $1.4 million over the course of two and a half years to cut open the skulls of monkeys and implant these devices. I'm angry because money should not be able to take over animals' lives and hurt them. A lawsuit has been filed against the university demanding documents about the research be released, and a complaint has been filed with the feds. To us, it's very clear that these were violations of the Animal Welfare Act. But in a statement, UC Davis says, quote, we strive to provide the best possible care to animals in our charge. Animal research is strictly regulated and UC Davis follows all applicable laws and regulations. It's a legal battle of conflicting opinions. This technology holds tremendous promise on cutting edge medical research. There's no need to subject animals to these invasive deadly experiments. Well, I'm glad that they're at least testing on animals before they go straight to just inserting that thread in human brains and then people randomly keeling over. Oh, no idea why that human had a stroke. Um, at least Elon Musk is testing on animals first. Uh, what is the deal with these animal rights people? It's always so interesting, like the hierarchy of importance in life. A lot of animal rights people actually feel that animal rights are more important than human rights. Um, but in this argument about the monkeys dying, like there's, there's uproar and a whole, a whole report on it, but mice die in these animals tests all the time. And nobody cares about mouse lives. They care about the monkey life. Now, both of them are animals. Why, why is a monkey's life more important than a mouse's life? Maybe we should all be freaking out that mice die every day in lab tests as test subjects. Um, it all just reminds me of this, um, this lion on Instagram that there's several Instagram po uh, accounts about this, this indoor lion, or it's actually indoor group of lions. Look at this. It's insane. The lion just lounges on 
the couch with its owner. Um, and the comment section in a lot of the posts about this lion is, is just like hilarious because look at the lions on the bed. Um, a lot of people are actually freaking out if you go to the comments and calling this animal abuse because lions deserve to be out in the wild. The, how dare you use it as your pet in the house? And that just blows my mind. Like, are these people thinking clearly? Because dogs, these animal rights people, if you allow a dog to to stay, if you if you have a dog sleep outside at night, the animal rights people freak out. In fact, they once came after me viciously. A, a giant pack of animal rights people across America descended on my newsroom because I covered a story about a dog that's, that lived outside and they didn't like that it lived outside. Um, so dogs must stay indoors according to these animal rights people, but, but lions must stay outdoors. And if you allow a lion, a lion to stay indoors and lounge on your couch, then that's animal abuse. The whole animal rights thing just does not make a lot of sense to me. But anyway, people in California are really angry that Elon Musk led to the death of multiple monkeys and that that's where we're at in the search for technology that could turn humans into partial robots. Okay. In other news, Barack Obama just spoke at Stanford university and he believed he went to the cyber policy center a few days ago and did a whole speech about censorship. And this was just, quite a manipulative speech. I, I was listening to as much of it as I could today. And he starts out going on and on about how basically, yeah, that's an over an hour speech. Uh, basically how he is a free speech absolutist. He loves free speech. And the only way that you should counter bad speech is with good speech. And I was like, well, gosh, I agree with this guy. Everything he's saying is spot on. He goes on and on and on. Then he gets the crux of what he really means, which is the complete opposite of what he just said. Literally, first half was about free speech absolutism. And like, there's a reason the First Amendment was the First Amendment free speech is a must. Then he literally counters everything he just said and literally contradicts his his own self. It was so manipulative. Anyway, I'm going to play a little bit of it and let's see what he said right here. Flow alongside lies, conspiracy theories, junk science, quackery, white supremacists, racist tracks, misogynist screeds, And over time, we lose our capacity to distinguish between fact, opinion, and wholesale fiction. Tech platforms need to accept that they play a unique role in how we as a people and and people around the world are consuming information and that their decisions have an impact on every aspect of society. With that power comes accountability. Yeah, so that's what he he got into the big the biggest problem apparently 
um, on social media right now is that like misogyny, he kept talking about racism and misogyny, which misogyny is the hatred of women. So I don't know. Have you guys, have you guys seen a ton of absolute hate of women on social media? He talked about this again and again in the speech. I haven't seen that. Hatred of women. Let me know in the comment section. Apparently that is a giant issue. And so he, he basically said, you know what? Um, the, actually the first amendment is, an, is only a limit on government. It doesn't limit, uh, individuals or, or private businesses, which he is correct about that. And he, he goes on to say basically that that is, that is an issue that, that, that's a problem. We need to be able to control more speech because social media corporations are not doing enough. Can you, can you believe this out of all the intense censorship that we've seen over the past two years, like never before on social media, Obama is saying in this speech that we need to do more to squash these people. Um, uh, these people who are spreading inconvenient information, what he's calling disinformation, it disinformation is harmful to democracy so censorship is going to preserve democracy. It was unbelievable. I went from being like, well, yeah, I'm agreeing with everything Obama's saying to being horrified. Anyway, uh, you know, because he started to t- completely contradict himself. So it was like he was getting himself into the, getting his audience into this little free speech trance before he threw in the crux of it that we actually need to implement way more censorship. So check this out. He talks about how um, disinformation spreaders are pushing the limit. Basically, I think, um, you know how I talk in code words sometimes or all the time to get around these YouTube bots that censor? Uh, I think he's. this is what he's referring to, is that the social media corporations have more tech in place right now to censor than ever before. They got a ton of bots running to catch keywords and delete topics. They don't want to be talked about, but humans are just innately smarter than bots. And so what we do is we talk in a different way. We use code words and Obama is saying, this is a huge issue. And here it is. While content moderation can limit the distribution of clearly dangerous content, it doesn't go far enough. Users who want to spread disinformation have become experts at pushing right up to the line of what at least published company policies allow. And at those margins, social media platforms tend not to want to do anything. Not just because they don't want to be accused of censorship, because they still have a financial incentive to keep as many users engaged as possible. So... That's the issue. People like me who are shining light outside the narrative, you know, I try to spend a lot of my time like zoning in on stuff that is not talked about in the mainstream so that people can get, get a fuller view of what's going on and make up, make up their own mind. Um, anyway, so in order to do that, I have to talk in code words to get around the censorship because we have more intense censorship than ever before. So there's a ton of us doing this and getting around the censorship. I haven't been deleted from YouTube at this point. I'm still, I'm still on all of the major platforms and, um, and a lot of 
independent voices are still on all the major platforms. And Obama is shining light on this and saying it's a huge problem. The fact that we still have these alternative voices on major platforms, the censorship is not ratcheted up enough. And um, here's where he talks about inserting government control to really zap people probably people like me here it is but i also think decisions like this shouldn't be left solely to private interests these decisions affect all of us and just like every other industry that has a big impact in our society that means these big platforms need to be subject to some level of public oversight and regulation Right now, a lot of the regulatory debate centers on Section 230 of the United States Code, which, as some of you know, says the tech companies generally can't be held liable for most content that other people post on their platforms. Which he brings up an important point about Section 230. Right-wing people always throw around, oh, Section 230 sucks. It's responsible for um, all the censorship. When I actually read Section 230, it said just what Barack Obama brought up. Uh, Section 230 literally says that the corporations, tech corporations, cannot be held responsible for what their their users comment, which tells you that disincentivizes uh, uh, the corporations from censoring their users. So in reading Section 230, from what I can tell, it is written to disincentivize censorship. And that's what Obama is bringing up. That's what he, that's the problem he has with section 230 is that it is disincentivizing these corporations from censoring and he wants them to censor more. So I'm, I don't fully understand um, the right wing argument about how section 230 is, is leading to censorship because as far as I can see, it is, what is actually preserving as much free speech as we do have on these social media sites right now. But anyway, so apparently the left and the right want to do away with section 230. Um, Obama wants something that's going to create more censorship. And then the right wing wants something that's going to create less censorship. So um, it was pretty, pretty alarming. Basically, uh, basically he's saying we need censorship to strengthen democracy and uh, that's basically taking a line from Hitler's uh, propaganda back in 1933 when they had the Reichstag fire and Hitler said that that this fire in one of their federal buildings was due to um, the spread of basically disinformation, um, the, the spread of uh, hateful rhetoric in various um, new independent newspapers, people were pitting themselves against each other and it was creating too much hatred amongst groups. And so he, so Hitler needed to censor out um, anything that was not Nazi. So he was like, if we can just have the Nazi narrative, we're going to have a lot better society. So that's what Hitler thought. So he deleted, um, he, he banned all the independent papers and um, they were they were not allowed to to publish, you know, for several months is what he said. But it ended up that they were not allowed to publish anymore until Hitler was taken down, which was years later. 
So it's any, it's, it, it's really, really creepy to see Obama talking like Hitler so eloquently, which by the way, Hitler was a, an amazing orator as well. Uh, the way that Hitler spoke, it just captivated people. Um, so, you know, Obama, stop acting like Hitler. All right. Um, let's see. Thanks for the super chat, Scott. I coined the phrase gene altering substances, poke, gasp for the Fauci juice jabs. What are the odds that 50% um, that the normies will ever accept the truth of the harm that was inflicted? Um, yeah, you know, I think normies are aware that like some people have severe reactions. They're just not um, aware of how prevalent it is. And there's such a division in the country right now that these people who are getting, you know, getting the needle and wanting to get the needle, if they do have a reaction, they're like, oh, crap, um, let me stay low key about this. And it's probably not actually due to the needle. And they, they play mind games with their own selves like that. If you saw my YouTube, I just did this morning. The one guy literally, he started peeing blood at, after his first needle. He starts ble- peeing blood and he doesn't tell anyone because he's um, freaking like, that's that's not cool for me to have a reaction. And then he ends up dying a month later. Um, anyway, so <laughs> I'm not supposed to be talking about these topics on YouTube. Pray for my channel. Anyway, with that being said... I have to go moderate a big global panel um, on this very topic, the needle. Um, so hopefully I can put some of that panel on my uncensored website or tweet about it at least. Stay tuned because um, what we're about to discuss, we're going to have a lot of victims doing testimony and stuff. Um, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be allowed on YouTube, but Steve Kirsch's group is putting it on Um the needle safety research, um, group, if that's what it's called. So, um, you're asking for a link. I don't have a link to that, to the panel yet. Um, but it'll, it'll be recorded and then maybe I can get it to you guys. Anyways, I got to run and jump on that panel. So we will see you guys later. See you guys tomorrow. Uh, truth bombs, right? Yeah. It's already truth bombs tomorrow. We'll